What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods. We're starting back up our interview series after the season. Man, who better to kick off this postseason than the than the season leader in sacks for the SWAC this season? Sanford transfer, first team Blue Bloods, all SWAC selection was a freshman All-American at Sanford. My guy Nelson Jordan, the second man. Nelson, appreciate you joining me, man. How have things been now that the season's kind of wound down for you guys? Man, I, I appreciate that intro, man. That was that was amazing. I appreciate that one. But you know, just for the season, as 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 for me, you know, everything winding down. It's it's really time to get the business now. You know what I'm saying? You start looking for agents and things like that where you want to train. Different scouts reaching out to you and things like that. So I'm just really soaking it all in right now, man. Just asking as many questions as I as I can ask, and you know, just trying to make sure I'm staying on top of everything, being really urgent about you know how I move and, and what I get into man I love it but we got to, let's go back to the start of your career and we'll work back to where we are today but you you committed to Sanford out out of Starkville Mississippi you were a freshman all-american all freshman all conference for the freshman team as well what were some of the keys to being an instant impact player as a true freshman at Sanford man really just just taking the process serious. And uh, even even before I stepped on campus, I had a lot of great, great influences in my ear, like my trainer, Tom Campbell. I was training with Willie Gay, Kobe Jones. Then on top of that, we just had a phenomenal high school. Like a lot of the things that I stepped onto campus at Sanford was from things that I, you know, got from high school. So it was really the people that I had in my ear at that time. Um, and just me, just wanted it. Like I, I wanted it. Like I wanted to be great as soon as I stepped on the field. And so I kind of took that that red shirt year that I had when I first got there and I just took it serious. Like at first I was kind of, you know, confused why I wasn't playing off rip. Um, but I just soaked it all in and I embraced the process. And I said, if I don't play this season, like whenever I do step on the field, like they got to see me. So like I was just taking the process serious, like when other people probably wouldn't have took it serious. So that was that was the biggest thing for me. And Sanford has a long history of sending guys to the league. And I, I think you were a guy that shocked a lot of FCS guys that was like, man, Nelson Jordan's transferring from Sanford, one year left remaining. What were some of the factors that played into your decision to leave Sanford as a graduate transfer this all season? Yeah, for sure. So um, for me, man, um, I wanted to change the scenery. I wanted, I wanted something new. Um, I wanted something fresh. And then on top of that, man, um, one of my one of my closest friends, Joshua Long, he actually transferred to Alabama State from Sanford as well. And, you know, he kind of called me when he found out I was in the transfer portal. He was like, look, man, we need you. Like, it's, it's, it's a big opportunity for you here, man. Like, come here and you're you going to ball. You're going you gonna to do everything you want to do. And so, you know, I just kind of – I weighed out my options and things like that. And um, – you know, I just I, I just wanted to go with Alabama State, man. Like they was the they was a school that that believed in me. Coach Eddie Robertson, one of the big ones. Uh Coach Lewis, our, our defensive coordinator, the D line coach, Coach Williams, um, our D, uh, defensive back coach, like they just believed in me and they they wanted me as soon as I hopped in. So I I just weighed my options out and Alabama State, that was that was the school for me. Great decision to lead the SWAC and sacks, had a huge season. But we see the transfer portal becoming a more popular thing as the years go by. I mean, I think I saw the other day there's already almost 3,000 players, and the season ended like yeah, a week yes. ago. 
in the portal. It's insane. What would your advice be as an older guy who has been through this experience to players who may see this and be considering in the transfer portal? What would just be one or two pieces of advice for those guys from your perspective? Yeah, most definitely. Um, For the guys that's considering, well, I'll put it like this, for the guys that's considering jumping into the transfer portal, like make sure that you weigh out your pros and your cons about the situation that you're in right now and the potential situation that you will get into. Um, for me, like whenever I was about to jump into the uh, transfer portal, I just had to weigh my options out. Like I had to weigh where I was at the time and the potential options that I would have uh, received whenever I hit the transfer portal. So I'll tell the guys, um, you know, whoever they pray to, man, make sure you pray. Um, you got to bet on yourself when you're in the portal, man, you, you bet on yourself. I call it, it's free agency <laughs> in college right now. So you really got to bet on yourself. Um, you got to know what you want when you jump into the portal. You have to be very adamant uh, on what it is that you want. You got to make sure you make those phone calls, be by your phone and things like that. And I would say, man, it's the connections and the relationships that you have with previous coaches, previous players or players that's on teams now that'll kind of get you through on the other side. So it's all about those relationships and you just being adamant about where it is that you want to go whenever you do hit the portal. A thousand percent, man. I, the biggest thing, you know, I've, I've said on this platform is, man, informed decisions. You got to yeah. make informed decisions. There's too many guys that I've seen go to places and I'm like, why would you go there? It's right. not playing time. The <laughs> coaching staff's not a fit the scheme. But like you said, informed decisions and, and knowing and betting on yourself is the biggest key. But Eddie Robinson Jr. steps in, first-year head coach for Alabama State. You guys had a solid season for his first year. A lot of people, though, wonder, what is he like behind the scenes? We haven't had a lot of time as media to get to know him just because it's only been a few months of him being the head coach there. But for the players and behind the scenes in the locker room, what would, how would you describe Eddie Robinson Jr. as a coach? Oh, man, Coach Robinson. Uh, he's just, just one of the coolest guys you'll run across, man. Uh, very smart. Um, you know, he's just he's just one of those guys that you that you just you have a pleasure of meeting whenever you come by, whenever you come by him. Um, I, I just remember the first time I heard him speak in front of the team and it was a very open and, and vulnerable conversation that he had with the team. And I just told him, man, like, I really appreciate you saying that. Like, I learned so much from him just with one conversation that I had with him and the one time that he got up in front of the team. But it was just. He's just an amazing guy, man. He, he's he's one of those coaches that, even though it's his first year, he's definitely going to have a, a great career as a head coach at Alabama State, wherever he is. But he's going to do great things. Like, obviously, he played in the NFL for 10 years and things like that. So he has the mindset to 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 kill the game in coaching. So the future is super bright for, for, my, for my head coach. And he's just an amazing guy, man. Laid back. Um, he doesn't really yell a lot. You know, he he's just one of those guys that you come up to him. You know, he's a genuine guy. He's just somebody that you just would love to have a relationship with, for real. You know, I've, I've gotten to sp- speak with him a few times. I spoke with him at SWAC Media Day. And, you know, I was at the SWAC MEAC Challenge. We got to interview him. It was probably 2 a.m. when we mm-hmm. did that interview underneath the stadium, man. And the fact that he gave us so much time and he was still – so yeah. energized from that win, man. He really, really stuck out. And I, I got to do some post-game stuff with him this year. Man, I, I, I love him. Just like you said, his energy and who he is as a guy, man. He's one of the, I think he's going to be a solid, solid coach in the SWAC for a long time. But defense, Absolutely. 
was the key for Alabama State this year. And with, yes, with, with a head coach like Eddie Robinson Jr., no one expects anything different because he's a defensive-minded guy. You had Keenan Isaac, yourself, Gaddy, Adrian Maddox. I mean, the list goes on and on. Colton Adams, let's not forget him, lead the swack and tackles. What yeah. would be one word you would use to describe the 2022 Alabama State defense? Man, I, I say dominant. Because I feel like we was dominant at every position, like at any position you look at, we we had we had the guy. Like if you look at the interior D line, it was Brandon Gaddy. Then we also had uh, Ogletree. Then you look at me at end, and then you look at Keenan Isaac out on the outside, on the on the um, on the island out there. Then you look at Adrian Maddox. Then you look at Colton. Then you look at Urshad Davis. It's just like we was we were stacked. And so I just felt like even the way we played against Jack Jackson State, like people can see how dominant we were. And just not only how dominant we were, but the potential that we have to be even better next year, like with the guys that they bring in. So I just say dominant, man, dominant. Um, I love it, man. You guys had a, a bunch, a bunch of talent this year, and it, it showed in postseason awards and play on the field. Looking back this season, man, your one season at Alabama State, which game this season was the most memorable game for you personally? Uh It'll have to be the Magic City Classic for sure. Like that was that was one in a lifetime experience for me, man. Like just coming to the SWAC on my last year. I always heard about it because I was always in Birmingham at Sanford. And like guys would be like, you know, what time my game is so we can see if we can slide to the Magic City Classic like after. But I never really got to go uh, while I was in Birmingham. But for me, that was the most memorable game. Uh, just moment for me, man, just winning that. And then we haven't won since, I think, 2017. And so for us to come in and not only win that, but just come out with a dominant performance, like even myself, I had three and a half sacks that game. So it's like for that to happen in that game, and that's probably like one of the biggest games, any classic that you think about in HBCU, period, like it's one of the biggest classics that, that that's being held. So for us to come in and get the win and, and just do what we did, it was it was something I'll never forget. But huge, huge ending that streak, too. But number one overall in sacks per game, tied for first in total sacks with 10. What does that mean to you, year one in the SWAC, year one at Alabama State, to lead the conference in sacks, such an impactful statistic? What does that mean to you personally to, to end your career on such a high note? Man, it, it means the world to me. Like, it's just it just shows – you know, just the work that I put in to to get something like that to uh, just just the dedication that it takes to even come out with numbers like that. Like getting sacks aren't easy, you know, and to to have double digits like that, that was definitely one of my goals coming into the season. Like I got to get double digit sacks. I talked to a lot of my trainers and and even my mom just I was telling her, like, I'm gonna get double digit sacks. So for me to say that and then do it, man, it, it means the world for me. Um, but I'm also grateful just for the position that my coaches put me in. Um, like even I, I'll just bring it back. Like at Sanford, we'll probably play triple option teams and it'll kind of be hard to really get to the quarterback because you're trying to you're trying to knock the run out in, in that in that aspect. But for me to come to this this defense and, and do what I did and my coaches put me in a position to do it, um, they believed in me and I just went out there and made the play. So it means the world for me to to come out like that and, and, and be number one in the swag, man. It's it's an honor especially because you only played in nine games. And yeah. some of those games that you didn't play were, were those quote-unquote stat padding games where it could have got yeah. 
really high. So, I mean, it's it's Man. insane to look. I mean, you've had more sacks and games played, which is so hard to do in this day and age of college football. And we talked about this a little bit before the show, but I'd be remiss if I didn't put it into this interview because a lot of people hit me up about you after the SWAC all-conference teams came out. How did you first feel when you saw that you led the you led the conference in sacks and you weren't considered for first or second team all conference? Yeah, that was I was perplexed, man. <laughs> I never I never seen something like that happen before. Um and even when I posted it on my Instagram, a lot of my my old teammates and everything was like, like what? Like that they that, that can't be real. You know what I'm saying? And then my coaches hit me up too. They was like, my coaches was hot. Like they was mad about it. They was like that just it doesn't make sense at all that you that you led the conference in sacks and, and you didn't make first team or anything. So I don't know, man. I was I was mad. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was talking to a couple of my roommates. I was like, bro, how how did that work? You know what I'm saying? How how this even happen? <laughs> I'm like, man, the swag tripping, bro. They tripping, like tripping hard. But man, I was I was mad about it at first. I was confused. I, I had a lot of questions, but um you know i just kind of moved on from it man i said man, i got bigger fish to fry you know I'm, I'm i'm trying to get into well i'm in different bowl games right now but you know i'm I'm just moving ahead at this point like i know they probably can't change it but i def i definitely was mad about it for for a good little minute though <laughs> and you should be and you should yeah, be i, I don't blame you sure. one bit i was mad about it and i i was on social media and everything going i was like that might have been the first time i i think i've covered college football for a while fcs football that could have been the first time ever. I think that might have happened man. off of my off top of my head. I I can't think of one, but man, switching switching gears a little bit, your college career is coming to a close. Looking at true freshman Nelson Jordan and comparing him to the guy I'm talking to now, how has your game on the field evolved the most over these past four or five years? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I feel like you know coming from my freshman year to now, I've definitely I've I've gotten faster. Um, stronger, of course, but just my knowledge of the game has, has went to a whole nother level. Um, certain things that probably I would have slipped up on my freshman year, I, it's, it's easy to me now on the field. So it's like everything is like second nature. Everything moves faster. Well, moves slower in a sense, but I move faster. Um, so I just think that, you know, my experience and, you know, my speed and, and my strength on the field, for me, that has been one of the things that has evolved for me just overall and then just my overall knowledge of the game like not only knowing my position but knowing what the linebackers do and the safeties do so that you know whenever a play is called i know where everybody is so it's like i know where i need to be and when i need to make the play that comes to me so yeah that's that's definitely it the knowledge of the game man and my experiences it's been one of the biggest and things i i get that so much on the show that like the speed of the game is always the biggest change they were just they, yeah. everyone talks about that it almost seems like you're playing like a whole different game at that point when that game slows down for you. So and very consistent with that one, but shifting to the end of the end of the interview, man, I've got some quick hitters here, man, just to kind of let people get to know you a little bit better. You're welcome to college moment where you, you're coming into the game for the first time and you're just like, okay, this is different. I got to step my game up. What was your welcome to college moment in your college career? Uh, it was Kennesaw state. Sanford, Sanford versus Kennesaw State, man. That was the first time I ever experienced that triple option, man. That was – I tell this story to everybody that, that I can, man. Like, when I played against them, their offensive lineman was in four-point stand. Four-point stand. 
and they were lower than I was when I got in my stand. And I just never seen anything like that before. And I remember one play, I had three the uh, three offensive linemen come block me, and that was the, that was my moment. That was my moment. I said, "Yeah, this it's different, but I got I got I got to I got to I got to embrace it, but I got to get right." That was my that was my moment for sure. That that whole scheme and and that team is just different, especially a few years back. I mean, this year they took a small step back, but man, the past few years that 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 whole team and program has been on another level. So as soon as you started out with Kennesaw State, I knew where it was going with that one. Um, I got a feeling I know the answer to this one, man, because corners and defensive linemen always give always give me the same answer. How big of a trash talker are you during the game in between those white lines? Man, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm I'm not a big trash talker. Like if, if somebody get to talking trash to me, I might say something. But at the end, I'm like, just watch me work. Like you're gonna do all this talking, but I'm finna smash you on this play. Like it's it's finna look real crazy. But most of the time the trash talking don't last long with me. Like they'll get to talking trash and then I'll do something and then they, they can't talk no more. Like <laughs> that's just normally how it goes. So yeah, I'm not a big one though. I'm not a big trash talker. On the flip side, we're gonna have to put you on the spot here. One year with Alabama State, who was the biggest trash talker on the defensive side of the ball this year for y'all? Oh, Brandon Gaddy. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, Brandon Gaddy, man. That boy, he he going to talk, man. That's that's what they he going to do. He going he gonna to talk. And then, and then Ogletree, I, another defensive lineman we had, number two, he was he was another big trash talker. But it, it always be the D-lineman. <laughs> it always it, be the D-lineman. D-lineman or corners? Sure. On the yeah. show, it's been D linemen and corners. That's and and the wide receivers that come on the show snitch on the defensive backs and say like we don't talk trash. It's always the DBs starting it. It's it's never <laughs> never the offense. You, you defensive guys get like the worst rap of all time for that. But looking at your game, you, you know you're out of college now, so you know all the college guys watching this can't get any film up film up on you or anything. What's the number one mistake an offensive lineman can make against you one on one? Uh, underestimate my speed, underestimate my speed. Um, and then not being able to, the, to handle like counters. Cause that's like one of my biggest things. Like if they, if they underestimate my speed and they can't handle counters, it's going to be a long day for them. It's going to be a long day for sure. I, I like it, man. And you could pick one that from when you were at Sanford and this year at Alabama state, but who are the two best offensive players you've ever faced in, in college? Offensive linemen or just offensive just just players, players in general. Period. Yeah, it, it could be whoever. Oh, wow, that's a, that's a good one. Mm. Man, I don't, I don't like to give them too many props sometimes, but <laughs> uh, I'll say I'll say uh, Shador was a good one just because he kept his composure. Um, but I, I I hit him a lot that game anyway, so I thought he was gonna lose his composure, but he didn't. Um, What's another one, man? Mm. And you said I can choose between this season with Alabama State or yeah. back at Sanford? Yep. Uh, I'll choose one while I was at Sanford. Um, it was the running back for ETSU. I think it was Quay Holmes. Oh, that yeah. Boy, that boy, that was – he was different. He was different. I got to get yeah. to him. Yeah, he was, I he was something, he was something different. Yeah, there, there's a reason he finished third for the Walter Payton last year. He was yeah. on another level. And, I mean, so I got to ask you, 
how frustrating was it? Because because we've had him on the show. Uh, Montreal Washington was on the show last year before he went to the NFL draft. My dog. How frustrating was he to deal with in practice? Because he just seems like oh. one of those guys. That's, I mean, <laughs> he could he could be wide receiver. He could he could catch it on the jet sweep. He could be a kick returner, punt returner. He just seems like he could do it all. And he said that he would give people the work all the time back in practice. Man, I just got to say, bro, Montreal Washington is different. Like he's he's different. He hard to tackle. I remember one time it was on a, uh, I think it was a bubble screen, man. We was and it was in a scrimmage, and I was running towards him, and I was tracking the the, the near hip, like I was tracking his back hip, and I I just knew for a fact he couldn't see me out of his eyes, but it's like he saw me the whole way, and he just stepped back, and I just went flying. I was like, how did he see me? Like how like there's no way he saw me, but like he was he was something else, man. He was fast. He was quick. And then he'll even try to get down there and block in the trenches. I'm like, you you don't want to come down here. Like, it's, <laughs> it, you, trust me, you don't want to come down here. But he had the mindset, like, he'll go down there anyways. So it was like, he was he was different, man. But that's that's definitely my guy. But he was he was, he was was a tough pill to swallow when he was out there on the field, for sure. Hey, man, congrats to him, too, man. He's balling out up there in Denver as well, mate. Fifth-round draft pick. But last question, yes, man. Sir. You're going into the draft process now. We've got some all-star games coming up, which I'll get to in a second. If an NFL franchise asks you what they are going to get if they draft Nelson Jordan this upcoming NFL draft, what do you tell them? Man, they're going to get a guy that loves the process. That's one thing I will say, man, just stepping into college, just learning the process and even being prepared for the NFL process. Like, I'm here for it all, like the good, the bad, the ugly. Like, I'm ready to embrace everything. They're going to get a guy that's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win, whether that's special teams, whether that's being the guy that they need for anything, man. Like, they're going to get that guy that's willing to do anything to help the team win, to take the, fran- take the franchise to another level. Like, that's the type of guy they're going to get. Man, I love it. And, man, I appreciate you giving me some of your time, man, to come on the show. But let people know what's next for you, man. Have you accepted any invites yet for the postseason All-Star Games? Drop your social media where they can follow your whole journey. And anything else, man, any messages, anything you want to plug, this time is yours, man. Yeah, most definitely. So um, I was just talking to our NFL liaison um, today, and he was telling me that I was uh, that I was invited to the Legacy Bowl. So I'll definitely be in the Legacy Bowl. Um, and really what's next for me, man, is – it's NFL. Like, that's that's the number one thing that's on my mind. Like, football is still in my heart. Like, I just know I got a lot of ball left to play in me. So, it's like, I'm shooting for the stars. So, that's what's next for me. Um, and I just leave a message, man, to all the guys that's, that's watching that, that want to pursue their dreams at football and stuff like that. It's not about what's on you. It's about what's in you. Like, if you in it and you – if it's in you and you a baller, like, it's going to show wherever you go. So just believe that, trust the process, and just continue to bet on yourself. Like, you got to be willing to work hard and be dedicated to the grind. If not, none of this will work out. But uh, you said social media, right? So yep. my uh, my Instagram is Nelson Jordan with two eyes at the end, and then it's an underscore. Uh, my Twitter is Nelson Jordan 13 with an underscore, and that's pretty much it. Man, I appreciate you again, guys. You already know what I'm going to say. Go follow my guy, Nelson. Keep up with his journey. I know I'll be down again. I, I was I was lucky enough to be down there the whole week in New Orleans for the Legacy Bowl. So definitely going to catch you down there, man. We'll have to do another interview on the field after practice and the game where I'm sure you're going to be balling out anyway. But, guys, keep up with Nelson's journey to the NFL. Stay tuned for more interviews right here on the Blue Bloods. 
hit the like button and the subscribe button. But for my guy Nelson, myself, and the Blue Bloods guys, we are out for right now.